you taking Wayne's World? Yeah. Three, two. This week's episode is brought to you by Free Speech TV. On television, the internet, and radio, Free Speech TV inspires viewers to become civically engaged. Watch the 24-hour live stream at freespeech.org. Intoxicates me with its sunny afternoons. Hello and welcome to the Denver Diatribe, a weekly podcast of news, culture, and stuff as it pertains to Denver, Colorado, the most meme-worthy city between Julesburg and Algebel. Today on the Diatribe, we'll be talking about how to get out of jury duty. Um, we might talk about school choice and we might talk about memes. <laughs> I'm Vanessa, in studio at the Five Points Media Center with me today, our co-hosts Joel and Josh. Hey guys. Good morning. <laughs> Hello, Vanessa. <laughs> yeah, I'm, r- I'm really prepared today, so we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. We'll see where it goes yeah. with jury duty, where the wild topics emerge from that one. Yeah, well, that's the best one anyway. So. I think you should read the possibilities a little more confidently. <laughs> yeah. <time. laughs> Maybe. Yeah. We might be doing yeah. this. Well, you this is a, so, the, but this is our last show before uh, our our Kill Cowtown event. So I have a kind of good excuse. Like we're, you know, we've been so busy planning, pl- planning all the pyrotechnics yeah. and the magicians coming. The magicians. Uh, the centerpieces I've I've worked out are beautiful. They are. <laughs> uh huh. How's the ice sculpture working hard? The on ice it? sculpture. Yes. Oh, I thought we were doing fire. Uh, both. Well, oh. uh, fire is coming out of the ice. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Out of the out of the the ice cow's ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a methane <laughs> torch. <laughs> so instead, th- that's what we're doing instead of the pinata. Although I hear there there could be a pinata there. Yes. I don't know. There's, there's Sexy pinata. So there's yeah. some Ron's got some big plans going on. But anyway, for for all of our listeners who don't know, um, uh, we're going to we would like for you to join us as we love and hate on the many ways Denver is portrayed in film, literature, and music next Wednesday. Um, our special guests include Corey Cachado and Robert Rutherford from the Onion AV Club, DJ Alicia from Open Air 1340, cartoonist Kenny B, fantasy horror author Mario Acevedo, Westward music writer Tom Murphy, and Angora Holly Polo of the Donnybrook Writing Academy. There's also others. In addition to the live podcast, uh, there will be live music by C1 from the food, t- food chain in DJ Leland, drink specials, giveaways, and all the verbal revelry you've grown to expect from the Denver Diatribe. Uh, that is Killing the Cowtown Depictions of Denver in Film Literature and Music at Henderson's Lounge at the Denver Film Center, 2510 East Colfax Avenue, 7 p.m. February 29th, Wednesday. Leap your day. So, yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, Twitter hashtag KillCowtown. Sponsors, Denver Film Society, Novo Coffee, and Free Speech TV's Internet Radio Project. As long as it took you to <laughs> read that, I'm imagining this to be a four-hour event. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it could be. I mean, think about how many people. I know. We've got like 23 people or I something. I think we like really that. blew our wad on this event. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think this is it. We're not going to be able to tape after yeah, this. Yeah, it's from this to Red Rocks. <laughs> We're opening for fish. And coming from, uh, where were we last time? Uh, we had seven people seven in the <laughs> back room of Forest Room 5. Right. right. And don't try to listen to that show. Three of those people were working. <laughs> <laughs> Other two by different homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to get out of the cold. 
Well, um, before we go into our, the one topic we are prepared for today, there's an update to something we talked about last week, which is um, the Over the River Project. We were talking about NIMBYism, Joel, and, and I kind of went off on my little rant about how my mind is changing about uh, from being a full booster of the Over the River Project for Christo to, to being a little bit more skeptical of it. And, uh, you fickle wench, you. Vanessa. <laughs> Fickle went. That's I, I want that to be. Uh, Can you get that a license plate? I, I need it. Yeah, I, I need it. That's going to be from now on the way everybody refers to me on on the diet. Fickle Please, wench. fickle wench. And, and we I have our <laughs> resident fickle wench. Posting the film panel today is fickle wench. Um, flip flopping all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Unprepared and flip flopping. Um, but anyway, so the the project was delayed by a year uh, for some of the reasons that uh, that we talked about last week, which is that the people in the area are concerned about their emergency I think management these people services. Are just trying to push it back like long enough that Cristo kind of keels over, yeah, and sure. dies. Well, which why wouldn't you? Well, uh, uh, look, it's it's there. They get to determine what they want for their like. Wh- why isn't it happening in Boulder Canyon? Bring it in and take it somewhere else. If somebody the people of an area somebody, don't want something, somebody should do an environmental oppressor. impact statement against. On freaking Christo and see how it's affecting him, that poor guy. Oh, I'm f- I feel so sorry. For I him. do. I don't. He's an artist. I'm sorry, but I don't. I'm uh, stoked for it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Put yeah. it up, Josh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. I, it's not that I don't want to see it. Yes, you do. No. Okay. You know why we're I'm you know why we're stoked, Vanessa? <laughs> because I'm not <laughs> white males. <laughs> exactly. That's white exactly. males love ruining things. Yeah, we want to dominate the environment. You also are the people who same people pushing for more drilling in the Amazon. I know how this goes. Same as long thing. as yeah. Christo puts some big blankets over the drills in the Amazon, <laughs> I'm fine with <laughs> it. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Well, okay. Okay. So, so Joel, you know, wh- let's talk about what you wrote about for Slate this week because it is really interesting. So, if anybody who's ever tried to get out of jury duty, you wrote a, you wrote a story about um, about what the how how you could possibly do that and how difficult it is to actually um, to to determine this. Yeah. Well, I got my first jury summons at least in like seven or eight years, th- just a few months ago. And like all good freelance journalists, if life gives you lemons, you, you, you write a story about it. So I, so I wrote a story about, um, about looking into uh, the science of jury selection, which is this new big industry that's been around since the 1970s, about how you know, lawyers kind of hire all these consultants and psychological mucky mucks to come and you know, figure out which... which, uh, which, um, which which kind of like jurors would decide what on different cases. And I figured there'd be a lot of research saying like, if such and such like juror like says this or does this during their questioning, they're likely to come down on this side for the final case. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go read up on this stuff, figure exactly how I should, you know, how I should not be answering these questions. And so I would get kicked off the jury, like, like a, like a big asshole that I would be. <laughs> and pretty quickly, I discovered that the science just really isn't there. It's, you know, it's just not there. So, so it's all made up. No, it's not, it's not really like made up, but it's just the fact that they haven't been able to prove really that certain psychological traits or demographic traits or whatever really to kind of decide like, you know, like how someone's going to come down on a case. Uh, okay. But there are things that you can do. Well, first of all, too, you know, I have never been summonsed and I'm feeling really, really, really like, I, I, I think I might be Would you be happy against. if you were? 
I really want to have the experience, right? I mean, every American pretty much goes through this, I think. Like, I have never... I don't know if everyone does. No. What, Th- Josh, they'll never pick me. What, so that we are, we're being discriminated against for various reasons? Yeah. I think I'm... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you. Yeah. I have, I I have suspect, very specific reasons like why... I suspect. I <laughs> yeah, <think> because <laughs> I don't like Crystal exactly. But yeah, I, I mean... I mean, you think it's like ra- like political history credit history things like that like no it, no no it's really just lottery i mean when you first get called like there's no one like going through your background saying oh this person this person it's really just a complete like lottery and you just name oh it's it. totally random they don't exclude first. you from the list if you like say have a record what are you trying to suggest <laughs> that i have a record okay yeah no no i think at the beginning i think it's you know if you're like a voter do you uh, vote vanessa i do i vote sure? I've, I've voted every time i could vote since i was 18 okay yeah Maybe I've you should kind of calm down by voting a bit. Maybe yeah. I'm voting too much. I'm speaking my mind too much. Yes. I, I don't like Christo enough. I'll fickle wench. I'm, fickle, I'm the fickle wench. But no, I mean, so yeah. So I mean, they would just kind of call your name when you would go down to the courthouse and you just sit there and you might get called to serve on a trail. Or you might not. And then you, and they bring you into like the, the courtroom and then you go through the vordeur, which is when they ask questions of you. You know, where, you know, some of the questions are about like specific like biases you have in the case like do you do you do you know the people involved or whatnot or you work for the company or whatever and then at the same time if it's, you know if it's a big enough trial the lawyers will actually will, will kind of kind of probe a little bit you know more into your background and might uh do some peremptory challenges well this is the part this is the place that where you can get yes. out of this so let's talk yes. about that. So, so there's peremptory challenge is when you can kind of say, okay, so so what are your thoughts on this concept or whatnot? And theoretically, um, lawyers can say, oh, I just want this person off the jury. Peremptory challenge means, you know, it doesn't have to be for a specific reason or they can't you know, have to say it, right? Um, and this is where this big kind of trial consulting kind of business has grown up, which is where they have these psychological experts ever since the 70s have been saying, okay, you know, if such and such person says they, you know, they, you know, they don't like, like the death penalty, it's other type of case, they're likely to vote against you or whatnot. And so they they might pull that person off. But I mean, like I said, first of all, the research that's been done, there's actually been a lot of research. The most stuff says that you really can't like link certain traits to how someone is going to decide. On a specific court you know, case. Uh, all right, let's take this to the basic question, though. I mean, we understand that, that jury rigging is anti-justice. Yeah. So on the spectrum of comp- uh, picking complete random, you know, jurors and setting them up and letting them decide the case versus it's this sort of planting. Yeah. I mean, h- why is this? Why, why do, are they even planting? Well, the way that they... And this is actually where the business kind of gets in a bind. You know, they, you know, they can't... They don't want to come out and say fully that it doesn't work because then they wouldn't be touting their own efficiency. At the same time, they also don't want to be like, yes, we can we can stack juries because that just kind of goes against right. the whole concept of justice. So most of the time they say, look, we're actually just, ge- we're just getting rid of bias. We're trying to make it more fair, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Okay. So that's what one of the things you want to do, right, if you want to get out is be as potentially biased as possible yeah so so i included a sidebar <laughs> about like what actually you could do to get out of it i mean theoretically and there's no real simple thing <laughs> yes i mean one thing is that you probably should actually kind of talk a lot like you know if you're spouting a lot about whatever 
someone's more likely not to like what you're saying as opposed to if you're kind of sitting there all quiet. Um, another thing that some of, the, some of the experts suggested to me is at the same time, don't kind of be like, oh, I just hate all black people because I mean, that's, I mean, the judge is probably we're just going to see right through that and keep you on despite you. Right. Will they arrest you for saying that? What, saying you don't like black people? Yeah. I don't know if they'll arrest you. Oh. That's only in Germany. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, and, then <laughs> and at the same time, I mean, I mean, though, at the same time, like, if you're sitting there asking you about a specific case that you actually have an opinion about, I mean, if it, you know, if, for example, the case is about, say, Christo, then Vanessa raises her hand and says, you know what? I used to like Christo, <laughs> but, now, but now I've really changed my mind. I don't like Christo anymore. I actually, you know, I don't like him. I mean, the judge can't get mad at you for speaking your honest opinion. So they probably have to pull you off the case. So you just have to be a really, I mean, brush up on your bullshitting skills, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And be ready to to do some acting. See, I didn't have to do any of this because I actually didn't actually make it all the way to to one of the trials. I was actually disappointed. Actually, by the time I went through the whole thing, I wanted to be on the trial because it is kind of exciting. Sure. And jury. It was fascinating. I, you know, I know I could, you know, I get called down to the new uh, Denver courthouse. It's a big, fancy place. Like, what's it called? Um, the Justice, Justice Center. I forget the oh official yeah, the name. name. The one on Capitol by the Capitol. Yeah. Yeah. And you go in in the morning. You have to be there by like seven thirty or something. And you have to get all scanned and all that stuff. And you, you know, and you sit in this gigantic room. It looks like a church. There's this huge, like, stained glass like window. You just sit there. They start playing all these videos. Of you know, these kind of looks like they're from the like nineteen like seventies. To like kill a mockingbird? No, but it's like, <laughs> you know, serving on a jury is your American duty. And they have all these people saying, you know, it was great how I served on this jury back then. And it was just, just all these videos. You just sit there and they start calling different like jury numbers and you just sit there and you wait for your number to be called. And there's hundreds of people. And by the time that I was called, and I was like the last group to be called, I think they'd called like 60% of them. And other people just get to go home. And then you go up to your court, you know, your courtroom. You, see, you sit there for a while. And then eventually they came out and told us, sorry, the case went away. So I wasted like five hours kind of, kind of waiting around. And what one of the experts, and what one of the experts kind of suggested to me is like, well, why do we do this? It's such a waste of resources. Why don't like three weeks before the trial, you know, figure out who the jurors are going to be and send them a letter and say, hey, this is what this case is going to be about. You've been called to be on the jury. Can you do it? I mean, wh- why the big mystery about like, about like whether you're going to serve or not? Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess I don't get that either. So it is a complete waste at the beginning. But then how are you going to determine the biases? Well, I mean, then you can, I mean, you know, you know, if you, you know, if you serve letters to like, to like 30 people, even 50 people, like 30 show up because they can do it. Then you, then you go and ask some questions and then you can kind of pull out who you want as opposed to having these like just hundreds upon hundreds of people. It costs so much money. It takes so many resources to kind of, to kind of hurt all these, hurt all these people in these different rooms and whatnot. It just seems like, it, you know, it is kind of a waste of, of money and time. Yeah, for sure. So bias and talking too much. And then what? Uh, there's a third one, right? That that can help you get out. Uh, of no, it. I said like like you. If you know, if you were on a Christo trial, you'd have to speak your speak your mind about you don't like Christo. Okay. So you, you should be honest. That's not a bias. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. yeah. Um. Well, I don't know. I mean, do we have anything else to talk about with the, the jurors? Josh and I are apparently never going to be able to use this. So yeah, no. you could use never be called. Yeah. I I'm would. A bit I would. Sad about that though. 
Who's the I guy really like on try. MASH that was trying to get kicked off of the army when he was dressed in drag all the time? <laughs> it would act <laughs> Is crazy. that what you would do? <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> Have you seen the 30 Rock skit? What was his name? Where Liz Lemon tries to get off the jury, which it just shows up dressed up as Princess Leia. She's like, well, first of all, I'm just a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, I, I haven't boy. seen that one. No, I haven't. But uh, I, I think w- I think I would be really good at getting out of it. I'm really sure I would, but especially if it's. W- but about would you want to get out of it? I don't know if you'd want to. If I mean, they I kept mean, me that long waiting, I, I would. I'm first. not patient enough. I, I would want to go right in and just be like, okay, 20 minutes. No, so can but get me in but there. by that point, you, you, you get you get all psyched. They're like jumping around in the yeah, in the control room. Exciting is going on. Over there. There. No, I mean, I mean, the thing is though, like I, you know, I think that. Like most people at first, I was like, oh, damn it, I have to go serve in a jury. But I mean, then you're like, oh, wait a second. Could be some huge trial I'm part of, right? You know, like living in some like John Grisham novels. So, I mean, in some ways, I I think most people want to serve on a jury. I think the whole thing, I mean, even like the title of the story is like, you know, how do you science to get out to grab jury duty? It's not really about getting out of jury duty. It's really about like the science of jury selection. Right. But but they had to make it a little more sexy. Well, and we'll post that on our website, obviously, yeah. DenverDiatribe.com. When we post the show today, um, we'll get some links, some link love up there for mm-hmm. for our Slate article. Um, so uh, let let it, let's go into a second topic and and try it and see what happens. Try um, it on. <laughs> try, try it on and see because. You know, there was the, the Denver posted a, a big series this week about school reform, which isn't what necessarily what we're going to talk about. We want to talk about uh, the the change in how school choice is made, the application process for uh, uh, parents being able to select the schools for um, their kids in Denver public schools. And Joel, as the only person on. Uh, you're going to be apparently the the person who's doing most of the talking today. Wow. But the only person on the show who has kids. And At least that we know of. You guys might have um, I, uh, illegitimate kids somewhere. Mine are probably. In, oh yeah, right. Oh six, no, six years old. Julian's here. Yeah. Oh and good. good okay, too. good. Now you can win. Julian is. Uh, um, is she in dem- in DPS? She's in private school now. Mm, oh. uh, actually, she is. Yeah, she's in private kindergarten and uh, three days a week, and then two days a week homeschooling. Oh yeah. Interesting. But Joel, you w- tell us a little bit about your situation because you're looking at doing, did you have to do this this year? We had to fill the form. So basically like a, like a, like a lot of schools now, uh, DPS has a school choice system, which is that you can actually choose what schools theoretically you want your kid to go to. The concept is, is that it's kind of rewarding the high performing schools. And at the same time, you know, giving kids and their parents an option to kind of get out of the really kind of the shithole schools that no one wants to go to. So they've been doing it for several years now this year. And, you know, basically what you have to do every year is fill out like a, like a whole different form for every different school. It would just take forever. It's kind of filling out like, like college application essays. And yet you're dealing with like four year olds. So the whole thing is kind of ridiculous this year i guess they streamlined it and it's made one form so you could kind of say your number one school your number two school your number three school which which on one hand is just so much simpler the other hand it still kind of deals with some of the same problems like actually um jake from novo coffee who was here last week was like literally like freaking out about this like with his wife i mean they have a they they have a four and a half year old and they just didn't know what schools like to put down they were really like sweating it. It's like, 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 how do you determine like what school you want your kid to go to for the next like seven or eight years? 
Well, how do you determine? Here's what, <coughs> how how do they determine after that? What do yeah, you right. put into a lottery yeah. system or what? It's all kind of mysterious. You never know for sure, like if you're actually going to get into your number one school. We were actually really lucky. Um, we got our our son Gabriel into the school called Sandoval, and it's you know it's a really good like, new. I think it's like semi like charter or something, but it's like a DPS school, uh, dual language, Montessori, fancy fancy. Um, I think Hickenlooper like tried to get his son into it, and you know when he got denied, I just just for whatever reason took the lottery and whatever, and you know I guess he, I guess he couldn't really fight it because it would look kind of bad. But I think it was because we were like close enough. It's just like five or six blocks away, so maybe that's why we got him in last year. Huh. Do you have to apply every year? Is he going to get pulled out of school? No, I think he's no. I think he's set for now. I think he's set until you know until he reaches like sixth grade, which is when the school ends. So I think you know, in some ways, we were kind of lucky about it. I think. <coughs> yeah. Where do you go to find out um, the information about the school? I mean, you just kind of have to kind of do your due diligence. You can show up at the school. You can kind of talk with the teachers. But at the same time... Do they time, have a rating system or anything? Yeah, I mean, they have all these different, like, rating things. Either, like, the CSAP scores and other kind of programs. But still, it's all based on, like, tests, right? So sure. is it really saying, like, what the school's about? But can you, like, can you curry favor with, with the administrators of these schools? Like, you can, you know, Supposedly in not. I like how Vanessa Day is all about trying to get out of things or kind of, <laughs> yeah. like, weasel her way in. Are you going to try to bribe the folks who are running the Cristo operation to kind of stop that, too? <laughs> We're going to add conniving to your wench status. Yes. Fickle conniving, conniving oh, wench. Yes. <laughs> but Wonderful. I mean, so yeah, so, uh, so on one hand, like, it's really stressful. On the other hand, you don't know for sure, like, what school your kid's really going to get into. Then there's the whole issue that it doesn't really solve the problem. It actually makes the problem worse. Right, because who ends up in the shit school? Yes, the people whose parents don't have the time to be worrying about selecting three different schools and looking at like test scores and going every other school. It doesn't solve the problem. Right. In some ways it makes it worse. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I just think you should just go to the closest school. Uh, that's what we it's have to gotta do, be right? a fa- Yeah, it's gotta Unless be a fair and then it'll be like a fair sampling of society or something. I guess it, not if you're in a bad neighborhood. Yeah, so you, really. so you so you live so you grew up in a pretty nice area, right? No, I did not oh. at all. Oh. I grew up in a shithole. So how <laughs> was the funny school? Enough, how was the school? The school was awful. I mean, we barely had heat, and there were holes in the walls. Uh-huh. And and what's funny is is that it was a predominant predominantly black school, um, and this is the middle school that I'm talking about, and and all the way up. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were, we had I grew up in a township that had like four schools that had fourth, fourth and fifth schools that had second and third but in any case what's funny is that my um siblings who are nine years younger than me they had to be bused to a different school because of uh segregation oh yeah right so they went they actually went to a what was understood to be a better school but it had nothing to do with choice or anything like that it was that they were violating segregation laws by having us all go to Quibbletown was the name of the school. Quibbletown. Quib- <laughs> it means fight town. Yeah. Isn't that out of Harry Potter? <laughs> yeah. Right. This isn't is that one of the four This houses. is in Piscataway, New Jersey, for anybody that's wondering about it. But, you know, you didn't have, I mean, you didn't have it much of a choice. And, and I don't know. I mean, there was something about going to the school that, that I know it was a shit school, but um, we, were all, school. we were all from the same yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. So there's, it there's was your school. It was my school, and there's there's a yeah. commonality there. And everybody that went to the other school, they grew up together, you know. Yeah, it we seems kind of so equate to somehow easier. to the last it's two seasons of Friday Night Lights and uh, 
somehow. What's that? Can 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 we all tie this back to the last two seasons? Yeah, it was Night like Lights? what is it? West. Yeah, yeah, yeah like West Dillon, East Dillon. Right, right. Dillon was, it was like West Dillon. The half of the towns that didn't even exist until the last four seasons, last two seasons, they needed to have like a bad part of town, so they, they made did. West Dillon. They did. It's <laughs> like, oh my god, black people. <laughs> we need the black here. people this, yeah. this show. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like what they're doing right now on uh, Justified. Have you ever watched Justified? No, but do they now? They now on all a of a sudden, the they town. introduce black people. <laughs> they found this new holler. You know, they all all live up these hollers, which are essentially canyons down in Kentucky, and they they're now now this. So are they epi- now hollas? Yeah, it's holla. We <laughs> 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 found a new holla. Holla. <laughs> Oh boy. Anyway, I anyway. like how we shifted from school choice to just talking about television. I know this is okay, really random. <laughs> random. <laughs> right, we're, we're meandering. Yeah, okay. I don't. I just you know I don't. I I, I don't. I don't know. I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. What was that? It's just. It seems like you know uh, that that certain kids are already born at a, at an advantage, and that this encourages more of it. More advantage. Okay. You know, so do I you think have a solution? I think that Superman. I mean, that's the thing. go to your local school. You know, and if okay. you're mixed in with bad kids and it's a bad school, then you can excel. Imagine that. So if you <laughs> if you send your smart kid to the bad school yes. that's performing poorly, well, they can be like big yes. fish, it's a, yes, shitty pond. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yes, I agree with you in theory. Unfortunately, once you actually have a kid, you it's become the- selfish about your kid. It's the one thing that it almost feels right to be selfish about. Yeah. Sure. And it's, you See, know, I would it's easier said than done to actually say, okay, I'm going to make an example with my kid. No, not make an example. I just think that there's, there's, there's something character building or something, you know, informative about having to experience that. There like, I'm not going to make my kid's life hard, but a little bit of hard knocks is... I think that that's fine. That's a good uh, uh, a good point. But the, our problem with our six-year-old is that or she was five when she started the school, uh, the public school, and we took her out because she was getting influenced uh, at that age, you know. Oh yeah. By by all the surroundings, you know, and and all the all the other kids that were going to the school, you know, the teachers, and so uh, what we our plan is to put her back into public school. After you know, we give her the foundation mm-hmm. to like have your own, make your own choices. You know, like stuff yeah. like that. That's what yeah. I mean. My pa- I went to Catholic school until sixth grade, and then it was my choice to go into public school from there. Um, but then from there, I also got into a lot of trouble. I got that. I, I I was I succumbed you to the bad, the bad influence. influence. <laughs> I was labeled at risk in high school, mm-hmm. and so. But it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Actually, encouraged me to excel after that. And really, it was just because I was truant most of the time. I didn't feel like going. Yeah. So anyway, let's let's do some love and hate. Thanks. Thanks for that. That was actually good. That was some good debate about some school choice, even though it doesn't pertain to Josh and I ever. No. Might not ever. And I can't really speak until I have a kid, I guess. Yeah. It's, truth yeah. It. it's true. Well, tell us what you what you love or hate this week, Josh. I'm going to um, love on and, and this news came out in September. I'm a little late on this, but um, they're putting a um, sunflower at farmer's market on Colfax. Mm-hmm. Is it going to happen for sure? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's happening. It. It's it's down by uh, what Colfax in Colorado in that in that area, mm-hmm. and it's a great alternative for King Supers and Whole Foods. So the NIMBYs lost. 
Yeah, and I even know who those folks were who were fighting it. It wasn't really clear who was really. Yeah, why upset would you fight it? Because it? it's not. I mean, it's yeah. a parking lot now. It's not anything. It's actually yeah. positive development. It's not. Yeah. I mean, it's a developed area already, but. But it goes back to my point: how you will find nimbies about freaking everything. I like, can't honestly. stand nimbyism. Oh, it's the worst. It's a good term, though. I like the term nimby. It's a wonderful term. Whoever it came is. up with that, I, yeah. I wonder who came up with that term. It always, rem- uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm a Christo nimby. I guess. Yes, you are. We've already, we've already, we've already determined Christo that. Mm-hmm. There's also truant. And truant. truant. At risk. I prefer at risk. At risk, fine. <laughs> at risk, fickle. <laughs> blah blah blah. <laughs> I have loved this week, and it's not, you know, it's kind of a lukewarm love. I don't, I, I don't, I don't super love it, but it was like, eh, it's okay. I passed a few seconds looking at it. This welcome to Colorado thing that's been trending on Twitter. Hashtag welcome to Colorado. Yeah, what is that? I just it saw just that passed, this morning. I, I, I guess it popped up yesterday with the weather. I don't know. Yeah. Most of them were pretty stupid. Like, but I, but I think uh, Westward went and collected a few kind of funny welcome to Colorado tweets. Did is you, this a you, you know you're from them? Colorado if style thing? Kind of. So that's why I'm not oh. super loving. I couldn't think of yeah. anything else. So we're all we're all we're all super excited this morning. Have great things to talk about. <laughs> um, yeah. So welcome to Colorado, where we boast about our laid back lifestyle while trying to kill each other on the road. Welcome to Colorado, where people can barely breathe, smoke, or drink when visiting. Welcome to Colorado. It snowed. Everyone freak out and post pictures of your driveways. That's a good one. <laughs> and my favorite, welcome Colorado, where your nipples are always hard. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. See, I'm not super loving. It's better than nothing. That that it will be the name of our next event, I think. Welcome to Colorado, where your nipples are always hard. Yeah. Uh-huh. Instead of kill cow kill cow town, we'll do hard nipples. Hard nipples. Hard nipples. Hashtag hard nipples. <laughs> Um, I'm going to give some love this week to, I rarely give love to restaurants or bars, but I went to um, Pincha Taqueria for the first time, um, finally, it's on wonderful. Wednesday, and it's awesome, and uh, the prices are really great, and the service was awesome. Everybody was really cool there. It was, you know, packed, and it, the the staff was just very accommodating, so um, the lengua taco was my favorite, but I had I the lengua as well. Tongue? Uh-huh. Tongue. Uh-huh. Yes. Tongue's Tongue. delicious. Is it? Oh, my God. It's so good. My it's family. The, it's the bacon of the cow. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> what if you wrap bacon around a around lengua? That'd be perfect. Yeah. My, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think you can do it anymore, obviously, because of mad cow disease. But my um, my aunt used to eat um, cow brain tacos. Uh-huh. Mm. So yeah. Y- you can still get those around here. Can you? I think so. What's, um, what's, the, the, what's the taco place on Santa Fe? What's it? Uh, that's mm. I don't Which know. One? Something don't tacos. <laughs> 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 Julian, do you have a Taco lover hate this week? Um, well, love to the event next Wednesday. Look at, yes. look at Julian being on being on point. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Which I let you guys pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I like we're like we're like we're talking about like TV shows <laughs> and like tongue and Julian's like you guys you have a live event coming up <laughs> yeah so we'll we'll get well, I won't read the whole thing again but one more time Wednesday the 29th <laughs> seven o'clock Film Center um, we're a little bit I think not really don't have a handle on how many people are gonna come so if you really really want to like get in there and sit down you might want to come a little bit earlier because <laughs> um, it's not a really giant place. We're not going to be in like one of the theaters at the film center. We're going to be in the lounge. Ron is doing too good of a job. Ron is, d- yeah. Did you hear that, Ron? Send me another tweet. I keep getting tweets from him. He's <laughs> a, there's a fickle wench handle already taken, so I'll have to find something else. 
at risk fickle hench fickle wench (laughs) (laughs) um so that's all the love and the hate we have for this week if you have something to say about today's topics or would like to share a little of your own love and hate please leave us a brief message at 720-282-YELL that's 720-282-9355 each week we'll pick our favorite messages and play them on the show if we have them Our theme music is by the band Houses off their summer EP. You can subscribe to the Denver Diatribe podcast on iTunes and Google Listen and say hello to us on Facebook or Twitter at Denver Diatribe. For more information, check out our website, denverdiatribe.com. I'm Vanessa. On behalf of my co-hosts, Josh, Joel, and Julian, thanks for listening. Oh, 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 oh,